We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome to Star Wars Rebels Season 2, Episode 14 or 15, The Call. Um, Right off the bat, uh, the bad part about this episode is that it's definitely a standalone. It's just complete world building. Um, it feels kind of long even for a 22 minute episode but the good side is all related to the things that are supposed to bad sides which is it's one of those where you can just take your time and relax there are none of these in clone wars and i more and more over time i just enjoy just watching these calmer more meditative standalone episodes this is really this is similar to a couple firefly episodes where it's just the crew on one place like the ship or somewhere else trying to survive and what's you know the fact that it's kind of a quote-unquote small story is awesome. You don't get in a lot of shows, Star Wars or otherwise, and you look at the cast, and the only cast member that's credited other than the main five and you know Dave Filoni doing Chopper's voice as the sixth is the Mining Guild uh, guard voice or whatever coming up, which is very brief and just your stock bad guy. So it's one where you just have the crew. Now... There's maybe a missed opportunity here of not having the crew do more sort of internal character building. It's just Hera being like, I hate them, and everyone else being like, maybe we should not hate them, and then eventually they all love them, and and so forth. In that sense, it's it's both predictable and unoriginal. However, space whales are amazing. You read about them in sci-fi books, all the way back to the classic golden age of sci-fi. You see it in definitely in sci-fi computer games like Masters of Orion and Stellaris, where you're trying to take over systems in the galaxy and you run into ancient space whales. They're sometimes good, they're sometimes bad, they're sometimes neutral. That's sort of what this is about, you know. What Harris says is, you know, the crutch with Rebels is, oh, I knew people in the war that suffered from this, or oh, my family suffered from that. It's not that cliched, because that's how the real world works. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's she's been flying before knowing any of these people, including probably Kanan, and knows people who died because of the Pergil. But, they, but like so much, they realize with the animals, the animals are more scared of us than we are of them. And being aggressive with them is, is what gets you killed. It's like hippos. Hippos don't eat people, but they kill tons of them by accident because they're blind and they get scared when they see boats above them. The reason hippos have huge jaws is to like cut off, you know, trees and cut, cut tree trunks in half. But you, you can be the ultimate vegetarian, you know, herbivore. But a giant whale, space whale like this, you know, has lots of problems. Of course, there's no threat. What's great is you're never with Hera other than her story about her friends dying because the pergola are pretty gentle towards them, I think, for the most part. Right, we're caught in a swarm of pergola. No, you're protected. <laughs> Zib's on board with Hera just because his instinct, of course, is to shoot these things. 
Ezra's connection with animals continues to be important. That was one of those things I knew that they were setting up because it was just a cool part of his character that makes sense. Um, him being a kid and so Force-sensitive, he could talk to animals as one of his Jedi powers was very, uh, you know, it, 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 it made sense in all the right ways. But for them to keep bringing it back as a, a thing where occasionally it doesn't work or it seems like it's not working like here, but really saves their asses a lot. As we'll see uh, in the Ahsoka episode coming up. I love these yellow TIE fighters that are modified with the... They've got like a, a V in the wing as opposed to being just a hexagon or whatever it is. Octagon. Hexagon. Right, we don't get a good enough view of the pilot to see what they look like. It's, it's you know, you want to build the uh, implacability and, and um, you know, uh, invisibility of the enemy when you can. Oh, <laughs> take that back. There's a Rodian. Hera, Ezra, Sabine, Hanan. Boom. They just fucking, episode four, A New Hope to their ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think the Pergil just want to eat the things that they're mining, which is a great science fiction, but also humanistic theme of, well, we... Even if the mining guild were... <laughs> Keenan's such a dick. I heard you the first time. Yeah, he forces to be he forces Hera to be like old mom, slightly naggy sometimes because he can't act like a child. I've already got three other four children or four children on the ship in terms of maturity. I think the problem with Hera is that they just. I think Hera's the most missed opportunity, even though we get some cool Shams and Dula episodes. Um. That's so interesting. He's giving Harry such a hard time about being irrationally hateful of the Pergal. Kanan's totally with Ezra. Kanan's the only one that can be this much of a dick to Hera, but he's still smiling. He knows she's going to learn her lesson. I was going to say the writing for Hera is sometimes predictable because she... The only way you can... Like I was saying, make her complain is by having complained against kind of dumb, on dumb stuff for you know, vaguely personal reasons, and then she always comes around or whatever. But I, I think what's going on under the surface is her worrying about all of them and them not realizing the burden she has. But Ezra just is Ezra. Thing is, Ezra is completely infected by Princess Leia in terms of going from being like, "Who is this girl?" to like, you know, vaguely worshiping her as should be with Princess Leia. But now he's able to start talking to people with that kind of empathy. Right. He doesn't say, what's wrong, Hera? What's your problem? He says, oh, look at those Pergil. They're interesting. And she immediately starts unloading to him and telling her, telling him her story. They just do what they do, says Ezra. It is what it is. And one of my least favorite expressions, unless when you're referring to Taoism, um, in which case it's actually, it's not what it is and it is what it's not. But <laughs> they'll have to wait for the Eastern philosophy, uh, Star Wars Bizzlecast, which I'm sure is coming soon. I 
I think the difference is the the weaker episodes in the Clone Wars are like cringe worthily bad because it's like the Huts, like Zero the Hut, or fucking Jar Jar, or you know just any number of like annoying aliens. You know, too much Padme occasionally. There's just some episodes that are or just uncomfortable like the Saw Guerrero Andron episodes I love Saw because of because of Rogue One because of Rebels and all the surrounding literature but you know the much different and younger Saw and Andron the Andron episodes is kind of brutal and tough to watch I mean morally their characters completely align older Saw is acting even more ruthless but along the same lines as younger Saw but my point being, if this is one of the weaker episodes, it shows how great it is, and I just can't take my eyes off how gloriously beautiful it is. Like, I could, like, almost just put this on something. And the music's so great, I was kind of kinder, which I haven't praised enough throughout the entire series. And there's constant music. There's never no music, almost ever, in the 21 minutes. Um, and it would be cool to be able to take out the speaking for some of these episodes um i mean still know what they're talking about and, and reading subtitles if you want but just have just see the beauty of them in clone wars too with the music i'm sure someone has created music videos of rebels or clone wars i would love to be that talented with video software and have that much time skill and ability and so forth to, to make those music videos and put like you know explosions in the sky music mi- mixed in with the kevin kiner soundtrack oh man But having since the last time I recorded, uh, well, I just did Legends of the Lasat. But before that, I took some time, a few days or a week off. Since well, maybe longer actually, a couple of weeks off since I last recorded Rebels episodes. And uh, since then, watched most of season, I think all of season three and half of season four. And I got, of course, to the first couple Loth Wolves episode with Ezra. And I love anything where magic and mysticism meets, you know, animal communication and animals being smart. You know, like the eagles and Lord of the Rings. A lot of the animal species in Lord of the Rings and nature, you know, winning the way the Bendu t- takes. T- Town Thrawn's fleet partially in the end of season three, and the the creatures of of Lothal, and, and then you know directing her Ezra to Ahsoka, who is kind of has that kind of animal, um, you know, like like uh, like very natural. Um, what's what I'm looking for? A very direct connection to nature. It's not just that he's an alien; <laughs> she's super civilized and refined, but she does have a sort of, you know, Princess Mononoke look, which is what Dave Filoni was going for and has specifically said is the case between Ahsoka and the wolves. So Ezra's helmet, which I forgot until Thrawn analyzes it way down the road, is a Sabine, obviously we know it's Sabine that that, that made it, but it's a stylization of the Lothcat, which is, you know, their mascot, basically. And Ezra has an innate connection with Lothcats. They're constantly helping Ezra, even without him using the Force, just like the Lothwolves do, because he's a child of Lothal, and, and Kanan is an adoptive child of Lothal, adopted by and has adopted himself. Lothal, as they all have, as you know. And I remember being like, you know what? I, I'm. I don't know if they need to spend this, all of the second half of season four back in Lothal after all these seasons in the in the full rebellion going on. But they smartly do is make Lothal one of the key strategic targets. But it actually works even better than the early episodes. Like on paper, the early episodes with Sabine and the Mandalorians and Saw Gerrera coming back. 
and the tie defender stuff like that'll seem like that was going to be great and then i was kind of worried for the you know the next final eight you know episodes or so of the uh, rebel season four but they end up being even better all the best writing when you watch the episodes for the most part happens on lothal in my opinion and you know the clone wars was exhausting going to a million planets the prequels were exhausting going to a million planets no, Rogue One does a lot of planet jumping, but it's a movie, and you kind of understand where they're where they're going. Um, but uh, oh, oh yeah, the lightsabers, baby, against the mining guild. But I think it's a wolf design. I was trying to get to. I think it's a wolf design on uh, Kanan's custom helmet, which we don't see enough. Wait, why did Ezra do that? Ezra's holding on to the thermal detonators. We can't blow up the gas. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to save the Pergil. Yeah, Kanan doesn't say no. He knows Ezra's onto something with the animals. At times, Kanan gets worried about dangerous animals with, with Ezra, but he's encouraged it from the beginning. Ezra, just <laughs> explain yourself. Not about throwing that guy off the cliff. <laughs> just ezra him, as I say. I trust your instincts, kid. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. That's why the Princess Leia episode was so key. It was like her sort of inherent, unspoken, but very clear blessing of the Ghost Crew and Ezra in particular. I gave, you know, and that's the, you know, bef- that's before they see Mon Mothma. They do know Bail Organa. They know about Ahsoka, who I'm sure knows Leia. We'll get that story someday. But they don't see the wider rebellion until season three. And then Mon Mothma in season, at the end of season three and early, early season four, Leia's their first big kind of personal connection to that. They're like, wow, if this woman who's so powerful is risking her life to help us, then like maybe we do have hope. And that's why Leia is the new hope, at least as much as Luke. I don't know if people understand that. I, I'm, you know, unlike people being blatantly sexist, I'm not going to blame anyone for not agreeing with my take that Leia is as important as Luke uh, in the original trilogy from like most angles, if not all. Uh, but it just seems obvious to me. And I think them being siblings wasn't just like George Lucas trying to get a tear out of us, but saying we have already made Leia, you know, th- the coolest and most competent person. If there's going to be another Jedi, it would make sense that they would be brother or sister. It wasn't going to be Han. And that of course is under the surface with, Princess Leia and Ezra. And so as cool as making that connection is, to me as an adult, it'd be awesome as a kid. Let's say your parents let you watch Rebels first and maybe the original New Hope, but then you have to wait a few years to watch Empire and the new movies and then a couple more years for Rogue One for obvious reasons. But but uh, imagine like as you watch everything, putting that together, being like, wow, that wasn't just Princess Leia and Ezra getting along. Like, there's a Jedi connection there, even though neither of them know it. And it's such a cool, such a cool thing. And that's the thing, like, the thing is, when you're young, Star Wars is just the coolest, you know, sci-fi fantasy franchise out there. When you're older, you really only have time and energy to commit yourself fully to, like, one big franchise, other than, you know, Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or something like that, which is very kind of contained, not a full lifestyle for most people. Star Wars is a lifestyle, and Star Wars is a belief system that I totally believe in. I believe in the Force, or I believe in something like, almost exactly like the Force, the Tao, the Way. I, I believe that human life... Um, 
is important, but it's not sacred in the sense of, you know, we shouldn't kill one person to save a million. Um, I, I don't truly believe that. I believe we should save the million people and act logically. Um, but I do believe that, you know, some bad guys can turn good and some good guys can turn bad, but the bad guys that turn good, we need to welcome with open arms so that other bad guys will feel comfortable joining the good guys and not just shame them. And the problem in our country, from the liberal perspective, is we hate the right, but we do need to, I wish people would distinguish more between, you know, people on the right wing who are so hateful and bad in terms of their minds, you know, in morality or lack thereof, that they'll never change, and people, especially younger people or less educated people, who have just grown up that way and live in those societies, and, uh, you know... We need to welcome them. And here it is. Yep, I was right. Ezra is on the whale. Ezra is on the whale. It's so cool. And it's got spiky back like a dinosaur. This is so great. I want my... God. I want my nephews to watch all of Star Wars. They'll probably... New Resistance show. Oh, look at him slide down to the eye. This is great. A little Jurassic Park. Oh, this is so beautiful. That's the thing. You have 21 minutes and they'll just linger on Ezra with just music and sound effects with him uh, he's he's he he's seeing space time continuum break down like world between worlds right now through the eyes of the pergil it's communicating to him visually with an optical p- communication this is amazing this is so cool this is so cool and he's getting the whole history, which, by the way, is canon that the ancients, I believe, learned, uh, yeah, the sentient beings many thousands of years ago studied the Pergil to invent hyperdrive. So they know that, and that's where the hyperspace lanes come in. And that's why the, the Pergil also can't jump just constantly, but have to find the, the invisible lanes that are out there and chart them. And that is actually how it would work. Um, Because if you're talking about finding what were essentially wormholes, they they mostly would be invisible. Engaging the hyperdrive is basically just throwing the ship in, protecting it from wormholes. Time's up. Oh yeah, big red barrels. Playing on video games, you know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. What is your answer? <laughs> we? Who's we? Ah, oh, this is awesome. The poor girls just wreck this station. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yep, that's why. That's why, Hera. That's why they're giving you a hard time. That looks great. Oh, Ezra with the lightsaber on the space whale. Oh, man. This is so cool. We found Ezra. <laughs> Blast those disgusting things. Yeah, he's defending the space whale, this little kid. That's great. Yep. So good too is tiny, you know? That's what this is all about. Luke Luke's too short to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> wow, he just cut a TIE fighter. Jesus Christ. I don't know how the physics of that work, but that was still tight, Ezra. Yep. Stop that chip. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I mean, what you can do with this animation style is make these creatures look a thousand and a half percent part of this environment without the disconnect. Because, you know, in The Force Awakens with the Rathtars, you're going, I know it's CGI, I know it's real, or I think I know it's CGI, but it's real. It can be distracting. It doesn't have to be, you know, Moff Tarkin CGI. Any CGI, people kind of know. Now, just make it all CGI, you know? And that's why Pixar's doing so great. People don't want... It's not just the storytelling, which is a big part of it, but people, you know, are sick of the blend. It's like, why not just do the whole thing? Here they go. And the ghost is so motherly and space whaley, you know, space creaturey itself. It works perfectly. It looks like a Calamar, Moncal ship, Moncalmari ship. I wonder, eh, where does the ghost come from? I'll have to look that up. I've never literally looked that up before. Oh... <laughs> that's the thing you, you can't not love Ezra he's such a good kid it's Corellian the ghost of course they make all the good ships they make all the ships VC1 VCX100 <laughs> Ezra keeps experiencing things he's never experienced pretty cool a deep connection says Kanan yeah, it wasn't right. They're on a long journey. Here they go. <laughs> Is that as close to an apology as we're going to get, Hera? <laughs> I have to admit, I was wrong. Here they go. And this is ultimately, actually, Hera flips, I forgot about this. She flips to being in total wonder of them because she's the pilot and they're, they're able to fly through hyperspace organically yeah they kind of heard about it <laughs> back to the fleet yeah but with all the pergel i love vanessa marshall she's so cool in real life she she makes she definitely work you know she uh she, she, she vanessa marshall isn't just doing her exact voice the way she talks she definitely you know makes hair a little bit more uptight a little bit more you know nerdy and geeky as you would expect from someone like her so thank you so much for joining me i'll probably release this with legend of lasat and then we have you know the great hera episode coming up next um hold on i have it here somewhere homecoming with the syndulla backstabbing that you know is coming but still good lore especially when you connect with clone wars that's an episode that definitely gets better appreciation with clone wars um and then after that we have the honorable ones and shroud of darkness two of my favorite episodes the first one zeb turning callous and the second one with ahsoka and Kane and Ezra going back to the Jedi Temple and having very different experiences in there. More, we get more Yoda, we get Anakin, we get the Inquisitor back as the, the Jedi. He used to be knighting Kanan uh, as a Jedi Knight. So thank you so much for joining me. You have been awesome. I have been the Bizzle. We will be back at you soon. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.